Well, hello there, and welcome back to the Vision Driven Mom with ADHD podcast. Now, as always, I just wanted to thank you from the bottom of my heart for coming back to these conversations week after week. I am closing in on almost 10,000 downloads, and I am incredibly grateful because I couldn't have done it without you. So feel a great big virtual hug from me if you like hugs and know that I appreciate you. Now, speaking of gratitude, did you know that gratitude is at, is at the very top of the emotional scale? I like to call it the back door to abundance because it's such an easy way to raise your vibration. And that's one of the reasons that I created the Vibe Care Toolkit. It's the only toolkit designed to help ADHD moms with ADHD adolescents shift out of the overwhelm and negative emotions, even if they're spinning, cycling, or spiraling. Now, the toolkit will help you raise your vibe quickly next time you find yourself in a funk, and funk happens, uh, shift from overwhelm to overflowing, and to cult cultivate more control of your emotions so that you can stay focused, present, and connected with what's important. You can download it at vibecaretoolkit.com. Now, our next guest is a prime example of what it means to raise your vibe. Zan Wisman gives women the permission slip we often need to have fun and to return to our salty, as she called it, calls it, P-S-A-L-T-Y, authenticity. Zan is a fellow ADHD mama who was recently diagnosed after decades of keeping it all in. And man, do I get it. She said she has, she says she's ripped off the straitjacket of masking ADHD after going undiagnosed for 39 years. Now, Zan Wisman is a woman on a journey of healing, reconnecting to her wild authenticity and creating a life that makes her heart sing. She's a curious, creative, silly, silly wanderer, she calls it, not wanderer, wanderer. Zan is an intuitive coach, yoga teacher, forest therapy guide, holistic well-being guide, certified Reiki and EFT practitioner, and imperfect human, gifted and challenged with ADHD. Her journey has led her to train in several healing modalities, which have supported her growth and transformation. It's her honor to share what she's learned to support others on their own journey. She's passionate about understanding the complex effects of trauma on the human experience. She values bringing a trauma-informed lens to everything she does. Now, during this episode, Zan and I talk about what happens when we allow ourselves to return to our fun, salty selves after decades of undiagnosed ADHD. Without further ado, here's Zan. And you're listening to the Vision Driven Mom with ADHD podcast with Tracy Nolan Bierman, where we believe that you can have ADHD without ADHD having you. Each week, you'll hear firsthand relatable stories, as well as invaluable tips, tools, and practices for managing overwhelm and using your beautiful, unique mind as a superpower. Motherhood with ADHD is the journey of a lifetime. Let's enjoy the ride together. Well, hey, Zan, and welcome. I am so excited to have you here today. Hi, Tracy. I'm excited to be here. So can you tell us a little bit about your journey and how you got to be doing what you're doing today? I've been on your website, and I think we met in a, um, in a website, and I, I'm just, I'm intrigued, and I would love for you to share it. Yeah. Well, let's see where to begin. 
it begins, the, the name of my business is The Salty Wild. And the salty, P-S-A-L-T-Y, is like this sacred, deep, ancient um, way of being engaged in the things that just light your heart on fire and make your soul sing. And my educational background is in recreational therapy. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> I'm a professional recreationist. All right. Um, nice. <laughs> so a little bit over a decade ago, I guess, I was at the beach and I was running and I was like, I had like salty sweat stuck to my face and I just felt so good and so alive. Like that's my favorite way to be. And I was like, yes, like I feel like me. I, I grew up on an island and I live now in the mountains. And so when I go to the ocean, I just feel like me. Mm. And I was thinking like, there has to be a way to feel this on a regular basis. Like not just when we go on vacations, not just when we get away, like how do we bring this feeling, which I named saltiness for me into our everyday lives and how do we experience small moments of that. Mm -hmm. And in my journey with recreation therapy as my field, I had different interests of who I wanted to serve looking at overcoming barriers that keep us from recreation, which to me, recreation is really just like doing the things that allow us to be our most creative, authentic selves. Like our, I I use the term now, wild authenticity, Mm -hmm. the things that connect us to our wild authenticity. And so like my interest with that shifted and changed over the years a little bit. But what I finally came to was women, just women. And I wasn't a mom yet. And so I just was thinking about women and how many barriers we face in accessing recreation and things that was on fire. And at the time I was really into outdoor recreation. So kayaking and climbing and hiking and backpacking and mountain biking. Mm -hmm. And one of the barriers is being a woman was just like feeling safe, knowing where to go, knowing what gear you have, finding people to go with you. And then just really not having space for the way that I like to be in the outdoors honestly, because of the way men take up space or other women who were like trying to earn their space in the outdoors by being like men. And um, I really just wanted to create a different way of being in the outdoors and hold space for other women to do that and say like, hey, I'm going to take away all the barriers that keep you from doing the thing. I'm going to set it up. I'm going to bring the people. I'm going to tell you what to wear, what to do, take care of all the details and you just show up and do it. Oh, lovely. That sounds beautiful (laughs) for the ADHD mind. Oh my gosh, just tell me where to go and what to do. I love that. Yeah. So that is how it started. That was like the original version of the Salty Wild. And um, I started taking women out on hikes and doing little events for them. But then I realized that the the salty was more than just being in nature really for it's different for everyone and it's different for me as time evolves and it's it's taking several different little twists and turns and i find that um i'm also i'm I'm very into human design and so Mm. i'm a manifesting generator are you a human design person (laughs) oh of course (laughs) of course i am (laughs) a manifesting generator with adhd you know that's just like a recipe for excitement (laughs) (laughs) Yes. And so what I kind of misunderstood about myself was that as a manifesting generator, we get excited about stuff and we have to do it. Like we have to do it. And I thought that I had to make that my work. So I got a little bit confused about 
exactly what I was doing. I was like, oh, I'm super into this right now. So that's what I do. Oh, I'm super into that right now. So that's what I do. Right. And so I kind of like did this, I'm doing this snaky thing with my hands. Yeah. But eventually I realized like what I do is just create space and safety, permission for women to, my dog is here <laughs> groaning in the background, um, <laughs> to connect to the thing that that is their wild, authentic self. And that looks a lot of different ways. So um, over the years, that's included forest therapy, mm-hmm. yoga, um, most currently Reiki and EFT tapping. And I'm sure there's something else that I'm forgetting. Um, but so now the the focus of the Salty Wild is just supporting other women and connecting to whatever it is that makes them feel salty, that helps them um, connect back to their wild authenticity. and to heal the narratives of not being able to do that, who they thought they were, why they couldn't do it, um, all those things. Yeah, I love that. And and that is, I mean, that that's the, we all take the windy road, right? I mean, it's the, see how, okay, how, and, and seeing how it feels. How does this feel? Well, it doesn't, you know, it feels good, but I love the, the, uh, the windy road that you took and, but all of those things fit in beautifully together, right? All yes. of the things that you're talking, you're talking about embodiment, right? Your time yeah. in nature, your mind body on the mat. You're talking about the, the, the EFT and the Reiki. I mean, that's all, that's all, it's all connected. So yeah. um, let's, gosh, so many things, right? I think so for the first thing that I, um, so we met in a, um, in an ADHD group, and mm-hmm. um, and the what struck me about you is and what attracted me was like oh my gosh the the fun yoga and the fun the fun the 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 fun and joyfulness that we often I think especially in the past couple of years like we've forgotten and when it come when we went at the at the at, at our essence we are joyful and we are light and fun is like spirit loves fun can you talk a little bit more about about that and how that helps to um helps you to really when you understand what it is about you that's fun and playful that that's your authenticity can you talk talk a little bit into that yeah and i'd love to talk a little bit about my journey into learning i had adhd because there's a there's a very strong connection there to the fun and to the silly um when i was a kid all i wanted to do was be on saturday night live like oh i love that (laughs) (laughs) and as a very silly goofy happy happy like trickstery child like never anything mean but i just like love to be goofy and play jokes and um I was very creative. And unfortunately, my childhood had a lot of trauma, a lot of developmental trauma. And to learn to, to be to stay safe and connected and fit in, I really had to rein in a lot of parts of myself, um, whether it was within my family or my school or my social circles from peers, kind of letting me know who I was, wasn't okay because I had ADHD and I had, I wasn't, you know, as women with ADHD, we often don't have that like, um, hyperactive thing that often gets thought about, but we are with big emotions and like lots of ideas and like, we take up a lot of space and, and that was all me. And, um, 
that was really uh, squeezed out of me. And I just locked it all inside. Mm-hmm. And um, I loved art and I loved acting. And the, I was just telling a friend this story recently. And I said to her, because I'm, I'm actually in this process, and I'll talk a little bit more about it, about letting myself reclaim the title of artist mm-hmm. and allowing myself to move through life as an artist. And so I was telling my friend this and she's an artist. And I was like, can you like support me in this journey? And I said, the artist in me died on stage when I was seven years old Mm -hmm. in this play from an art class or acting class that I was in. And I played Rip Van Winkle and I went to sleep on stage and I was like, Ashley, the artist in me died that day. And she was oh, like, dude, she went to the artist in you just went to sleep. Because right. Rip Van Winkle wakes up 30 years later, which is about the I time. love that story. That is. <laughs> yeah. So fast forward my entire life. I felt like I'm in a straight jacket. I'm doing, I'm crossing my arms like a straight jacket because I've just been holding it all inside just to belong and to be accepted. And I love Brene Brown talks about like, it's not belonging. If you don't really belong, it's like you fit in, fitting in is not belonging. And that's what was happening. And um, I felt all this shame inside about who I was and who I wasn't because I didn't understand that I had ADHD Mm -hmm. and it didn't understand why I was different from everyone. I was just trying to hide it. And so the day I found out I had ADHD, which is only like two months ago and I am 39 and three quarters years old, so almost 40 (laughs) years of not having this valuable information about myself. Right. Um, yeah. So for me, I had to like hide the silly, playful parts of me, but we know they sneak out, right? Like you can't yeah. completely hide yourself. So it would like slip out and then people around me wouldn't appreciate it. So I'd like shove it back in, shove it back in. Right. And, and, yeah. And so when I learned I had ADHD, it, I just ripped the straight jacket off. I just ripped that thing right off. Right, and, right. Uh, I just almost used the F-bomb because it is. I just <laughs> ripped, okay. ripped that effort right off and threw it aside. And I was like, I was made to be weird and silly and funny. And um, I've just been really exploring that for myself and what that looks like for me. Um, I'm practicing letting those parts of myself out. And this is something that I find in my work. Like when we return to our wild authenticity, for someone who's been hiding that for 40 years, my nervous system is like, whoa, right. what are you doing? That is not safe. Oh, and, yeah. Um, it so continues to, take, to want to tell you to nope, yes, stay status quo. Yeah. You got to stay status quo. It's safe yeah, there. It wants to protect me. It loves me. That scared little girl inside is like, please, you know. And so it's slow. It's little bits. It's doing it on my own when no one's watching. Mm. Um, oh, I love and, that. And then taking that step with p- really safe friends or my therapist Um, and then letting a few more people see it, a few more people see. And, um, and we've talked a little bit about yoga and how yoga can be such like a serious place, but, uh, and it can be, but I just don't feel good when I do yoga. That's like completely serious. And so, um, I decided that in my yoga classes, I teach them on my own. I'm not part of a studio. I just teach online, Mm -hmm. mostly with just with private clients, honestly, now, um, I was like, this is my yoga. This is salty yoga and I can do it however I want. Right. And so I think of it as like part yoga, part improv. Oh God, <laughs> I love that. And we dance and we bounce and we laugh. I, I like, I make myself crack up. Um, I talk about, I find that a lot of women 
and to, just a little bit about my journey to yoga even was um i i i had a lot of trouble moving my body like in a yoga class someone's like raise your right arm and i'm like shaking my left toe because mm-hmm. being a person with adhd and trauma I, I just have so much strong sensory information going on in my body that i had to jump out because no one gave me the tools resources information to like know how to be in here in this body as a kid and as an adult. And so I would be so full of shame and confusion about what was happening in my body when I went to yoga. Why can't I move like everyone else? Why don't I look like everyone else? Which is not the point of yoga. Point of yoga is like unity (laughs) with yourself and the divine and all things. And I definitely didn't feel unity. So I went after my yoga teacher training, mostly to learn for myself how to practice safely and just to gain a little bit more skill in facilitating groups for other people. And I happened to take the class with a woman who's been teaching for over 30 years, specifically about yoga for mental health. And I didn't even know that when I took the class. So everything was super trauma sensitive. Like everything we're learning is trauma sensitive itself, but then how did really trauma informed yoga teacher? And we got to our weekend about trauma. And I've been telling the group the entire time how like I have no sensation in my like pelvic area my core like feels like my top half of my bottom half are just really disconnected and any poses that require you to move both at the same time felt to me like so confusing so i'm like like, processing all this with my cohort as we're going through because i'm like i feel like this is really good information for you to have as yoga teachers to know that someone in your class might be having this experience (laughs) so we get to our trauma weekend and she's like you will know the people in your class who have trauma because they will always be behind Oh, that was me. And they will not be able to do contralateral movement, which is like huh. moving one part of your body one way while the other does something else. So opposite right. sides, left and right, or top and bottom. And I just kind of, it was on Zoom because it was during the pandemic. We started our program in March of 2020. Nice. Of course so, you did. Of course we did. <laughs> but actually it wound up being this great gift because I found that I love teaching yoga online and I want to serve women who feel uncomfortable in a studio and right. want to be online. So it's mm-hmm. great. I learned how to teach online. But anyway, so we, <laughs> she says this about trauma and I just sort of slide off the screen and just like explode into a really big kerplosion of tears and shame and un- like just all of this stuff. Mm-hmm. Cause I didn't know I had trauma. My oh. story to myself was always like other people had it worse. So I should just be fine. But right. I didn't understand that for like a six, seven, eight, nine year old child, like they don't have the capacity to do that. Right. Um, so that was like the beginning of trauma healing journey and where I became really passionate about helping other women learn how to be in their bodies. Like my Mm -hmm. yoga is really for people who feel uncomfortable in their bodies, feel disconnected from their bodies, like feel confused about their bodies. And I want to create a really safe space for them to explore that connection slowly without comparison to other people. So it's really nice that it's on Zoom because you can turn your video off. And it's really gentle, safe yoga. So I don't need to be watching you to make sure that you're not going to hurt yourself because we're not doing anything like standing on our heads. And it's like, it makes it really fun. It's just fun to be fun. Like, something doesn't have to be so boring. Right. Well, isn't that serious? I I think sometimes when we, and there's also, so you, you went through you, you went almost 40 years not knowing that you had 80. That's trauma in and of itself, right? Is that fit in, trying to fit yourself? You're, you know, I, and I've been saying this for ever since I was 
not not in high school, but maybe in my twenties, right? That I was that I was a square peg trying to fit into a round hole everywhere I went. That's trauma, right? I mean, yeah. you have enough decades of that and trying to fit yourself in and feeling like there is something really wrong with me and I'm not fitting in, I'm not belonging, that there's trauma in that. But I love that it doesn't have to be because I think that's one of the things when when we talk about, you know, you and I can talk about trauma. I've got trauma and and the ADHD as well. So that kind of the double whammy. Um, but that and i think that that when we think about oh my gosh the healing it's going to be horrible and it's going to be hard and i'm going to have to feel deep emotions and yeah and what it can what if it can be light and lovely too right what yeah. if we can because i truly believe and i i know that when we are feeling joyful when we are having fun that's when we're connected to source, right? That yeah. is when we're connected, when we're doing, when we're having fun, when we're feeling joyful and when we're meditating, right? That's another way. What if we combined them? It looks like that's what you've done is you've combined those two ways of connecting with source. What a beautiful, yeah. beautiful way. And you were talking about um, when you were, uh, when you were a kid and just, and just, and you know, like the bigness of you. And that that's how I, when I think about me and my ADHD, I just, it's more, I'm just more of everything, <laughs> like more, more, and more playful as well when I allow myself, right? I think yes. that's the thing. We have to have the permission. So you're giving, you're giving people the permission to heal and feel joyful, to heal and have fun. And, you yeah. know, and that they can, they can be, we can do those two things Simultaneously, you know, it's that we don't, we can't, oh, we can't do both of them at the same time, but we can alternate. We can alternate like in a yoga session. I think that's yes. a beautiful, beautiful thing. Yeah. You just like set off like a whole like corplosion of thoughts and ideas. And one thing that stood out that I think is so important is like, there's so much misunderstood about trauma and I think when people think, oh, I'm going to like heal my trauma and they, they haven't started the process process yet, they might think that I'm just going to talk about what happened. What happened is really only a very small part of trauma. There's what happened. And then there's what didn't happen that should have happened. Mm -hmm. Like what we should have gotten, who should have been there to protect us, who, you know, like the normal air quotes, normal child that we should have had. But right. then there's also like the, what meaning that we make from what happened and what yeah. didn't happen. And that's the part where it gets really twisted. And that's the part that kind of stays with us our entire lives, the narratives that we create to explain what happened because a child can only make the meaning that it was their fault and there's something wrong with them. That's all right. a child can do. Right. And then we don't, when no one teaches us that that's not true, we just carry that into our adult lives. Right. And so for me, my, my trauma healing has been like, just understand, starting to understand that. And then being really kind to the sweet little part of me that made those stories because that's the only thing she should, she could make. Right. And then letting her come out and play. Like, I know everyone is talking about inner child stuff right now. You have to heal your inner child, but you also have to let her play. Right, and, right. Um, you made me think about, for me, like, I feel most connected. And, and just like the beginning of the Salty Wild, I was running outside doing the thing that I love at the beach, like yeah. being full me. And that's when I felt connected to spirit. And that's when the name came through. And that's when the idea came through for the business. And even now, um, I love trail running, which really <laughs> my joke about this is like, I'm not really sure they let you call it running when it's like 
you stop every five minutes to hug a tree or talk to a turtle. Oh, I love it. Right. Trotting. But that's the reason that I went to study to be a forest therapy guide because it's really, forest therapy is really about letting yourself be a child again. It's like paying to let, paying someone to give you permission to play in the woods again and like be curious and wonder and wander and um, invite your inner child out again. So it's like so much of my healing journey, both trauma and the ADHD, like undiagnosed ADHD has just been letting that child out to play um, in yoga, to play in her body, to learn to dance because she wasn't allowed to dance and to, um, to, I started mountain biking. So to like, feel like a kid, like just playing on a bike in the dirt, like a little side note for folks about mountain biking. I think that mountain biking can sound intimidating because it sounds like you're like climbing up a mountain. My definition of mountain biking is just anytime you're on a dirt trail, it can be completely flat with like no challenges whatsoever. That just would be my your idea of, ma- of mountain biking. <laughs> Yay. Okay. So just like, do you, okay. Did you see Flight of the Navigator? No. Mm-mm. Oh, okay. There's this scene in Flight of the Navigator with this boy and he's just like riding his bike through the woods and he's just in my mind, my and my body remembers this watch. It's like a great 80s movie. It's such a great 80s movie. Um, and he's just like riding his bike through the woods and his hair's flying around. You should wear a helmet. Everybody should wear a helmet. But right. in the 80s, we weren't wearing helmets and his hair's flying out. It's just so free. And my body feels that freedom when I think of that movie. Mm-hmm. And that's how I feel on a mountain bike, just like letting that kid out to play. Um, so yeah, like finding ways that for grownups to play is is really fun and healing yeah and that's what i'm trying to do is like make space for other women to do that and to live by example too like right if i can do it if people see me doing it maybe they're like hey i can do that too like that permission slip well you know and it sounds silly but we do need a permission slip we do Mm -hmm. need a we do need permission i think especially you know as moms too we have a lot of responsibility we are responsible for little people, young people, right? And that feels like a big responsibility. And it feels like sometimes that we, we do need a permission slip to go and, um, you're, I'm definitely going to do one of your salty yoga, um, uh, classes because that that is right up my alley and I actually had I did my um, my uh, ROIT 200 um, in 2014 and my um, my instructor was the one who taught me that yoga can be fun and silly and I was like God bless you Gauri I absolutely love you because I you know like I, on the mat it would be very serious and doing the things and doing the asana and then the meditation and the and you know what? That it it feels good because I I love that embodiment, but I also need the fun, you know. And I find yeah. that when I allow myself to like stray from the asana, even when I'm doing my own practice and just doing moving my body, um, kind of like a dance on my mat, you know. I um I love um love uh, I love dance. I absolutely and um the following steps is not my thing. Like I not the, the, the line dance. I can't, mm -mm, nope. I cannot. I'm always going the other way, whatever. Um, but I call it ADHD. We don't follow steps. Right. I don't, it's too hard. It's too hard for my brain to follow the steps. I love what I call, um, what I call grateful dead dancing, where you just close your eyes and you're just moving your body to the music. And that is, that's what I've started doing on my mat. Like just 
what does my body want to do on the mat right now? Yeah. You know, it's such a beautiful thing. And again, it was permission. Gowry gave me permission to have fun on the mat and that it didn't have to. And you are giving, giving women permission to get out of themselves. You know, it's, we, it's an interesting, we need to get be in, we want to be in our bodies, but we also want to be out of ourselves, out of the restriction of the body, right? Yeah. The body is a container, but it's also, I mean, it's a gift, man, look what, what we can do with it. We can do all kinds of things and we can experience life on earth with our five senses and our, our, our extra senses, you know, it's a, it's a really beautiful thing. So I love that you are, you're giving people permission and we need that. And I, I, I also think that this, um, the past two years, so we're in uh, February, 2022 right now, the past two years, um, has been, you know, all of the things that were not working, like, like denying, like you not knowing that you had ADHD, like me denying for decades. I found out 20 years ago that I had ADHD and I, I know it. And then I'd say, oh yeah, my ADHD mind, but I didn't embrace it. And it's only been yeah. like, I feel like the, the past two years has given a lot of us to embrace it and it's okay. And it's beautiful, right? Because like you were saying that, that, that fun, um, that fun, funny, creative person that you were, and she's still in there and we can let her out. Right? We can, yeah. She needs to come out. She needs, and she also needs, you know, like you, you were saying that you're, um, you are living by example, right? If other people see you do it and your kids, right? When your kids see you, oh, moms can have fun moms can be silly and it's okay even if they like my kids are um are 13 and 14 so they're like oh god mom don't dance don't sing don't dance don't sing don't dance and i'm like i'm gonna sing and i'm gonna dance and you know what not that i don't care about you but if you don't want to listen or watch then go in the other room yeah my son is nine so he still mostly loves it and dances with me sometimes he's like gives me the look but right most days he's still dancing with me yes yeah, yeah. So, Zan, um, this has been an amazing conversation, and I really believe that we, the more that we do and find what's fun for us, right? Find and it's not, you know, people may be hearing you and 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 oh, I should go mountain biking, but no, not if it doesn't, not if it doesn't resonate. Like if it's if we're trying to, oh, and I should go and you know hike or whatever. It doesn't have to be that. It it has to be what is fun for you that's when you you know when you when you really and and really we can do that in little bits every day we don't have to do the big huge um you know the 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 excursion we can find those little bits in our daily life those little teeny yeah. bits like i bought a um uh, we have a it's called Cirque de Val where they have they have um they have like um silks and they do trapeze and that kind of thing and we had a birthday party for my daughter a couple of years ago and i bought myself like a nice hula hoop because the hula hoops that we've used in the past are not really they didn't really work for adult bodies but i can pick up my hula hoop and you know and just feels good you know that's for me but finding what it is for you and allowing yourself to experience you know and experience that that authentic you yes yeah. Yeah, I think that's so true that it can look re it looks really different for everyone and it can re look really different for you as a person for me at you know over time. 
for right. in the beginning, it was mountain biking and camping and doing all these things. Now it's actually songwriting and comedy. Oh, um, I know that, why you said that. The comedy. I love that. I love that. Yes, yes because, you know, I, I, all I wanted to do as a kid was do stand-up or be on Saturday Night Live. I love that. And um, oh I said stand-up because I'm doing my first stand-up, like, um, open mic thing this month. And I'm kind of, like, still in shock that it's happening. But How yeah, it can look fun so different. Is that? Oh my gosh. I mean, mm -hmm. what a way to, you know, you, you really went full on, right? Like, like, okay, here she is. Like go with the straight jacket. Here yeah. she is. Well, it's been a it's been a slow, like it's been two years in the making. Right. And what I'm finding is like again, I think it's really important to talk about the nervous system and window of tolerance, you know, like not window of tolerance is like what our nervous system can handle. And once right. we get outside of that, we're just going to freeze and that's not going to feel good. And or for me, it's freeze for others. It's fight, flight, fawn, all the things that we do. Um, so doing it within the window of tolerance, and that looks really different. Like for me, when I started dancing, doing it by myself was almost outside of my window of tolerance. And so I had to very right. slowly, gradually grow that window. And yoga practice can really help with that too. Just right. healing the nervous system, helping rewire Brain. Um, and I, I also do Reiki and EFT tapping, and those mm -hmm. are the biggest supports for me in growing my nervous system's ability to be able to do the things that I'm feeling drawn into and curious. And then just like one little baby step at a time, like right. took my first improv class in 2020 because it was on Zoom. I would have never gone to a real live improv class, but because right. of COVID, I wound up in a Zoom improv class. And the first day I did it, I was like, <gasps> I, I think you should show this picture of my face. Like, like <laughs> so happy. Like, I was like, oh my God, that was so much fun. Oh, and then I, I took another improv class and just slowly. And then um, I went out to see some comedy like a few weekends ago. And I like afterwards, I was like, I could maybe see myself doing that. I'll maybe think about doing an open house or an open house, an open mic. And then I made the mistake of, friending the what like the girl that was my favorite comic that night I sent her a friend request on Instagram and I wrote her a little message I was like thank you so much you really inspired me you were my favorite I wrote some jokes and then I like called my friends and like did my like my little bits for them which is all about ADHD PS right and um and then I like I she said when are you gonna do this comic she was like when are you gonna do your your first open mic and I was like I don't know I'm just like kind of you know, talking to my friends about it and telling my friends my jokes and do you have any advice for a first timer? And she left me this message. She was so sweet and encouraging about like finding a kind face in the crowd and like mm. how there's always going to be jerks, like giving you dirty looks and don't even worry about them. But then like two days later, she's messages me. She's like, you're doing your first stand up on February 22nd. She's like, <gasps> oh. I'm running a show and you're on it. I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> and so I am equal parts like oh my god i might freeze on stage and equal right. and the other part of me is like Whoa, let me on that stage. but i'm just also holding space for if i get up there on that stage and i freeze that's okay right. like that's just the first time and i did it and right. it will be okay so and you know anyway, that was a very long story about that but there no i love that though that is so and that's that's um and, and i think about so i talk a lot about taking your yoga off the mat right and into your life and when you're when you're on the mat and you're you're um you're doing poses that are 
uncomfortable, but not painful. That's exactly what you're talking about is the easing in, right? We, we're yeah. not going to go from being on the mat for the first time to doing, I, I don't know. I think of pigeon because <laughs> pigeon is so hard for me. Um, like, no, like the, you, you, I would go straight into pain, right? But that just easing yeah. out of your discomfort. I mean, I bet even reaching out to the, to the, uh, the, the comedian was a little bit of, ooh, here. Ooh. That part was easy for me because my ADHD personality, I'm like super friendly, like, you know, right, like, right, right. Because I wasn't thinking she was going to throw me on a show. <laughs> I was just like, hey, let's connect. <laughs> I like you. <laughs> Turns out she also has ADHD, so that's cool. Of course, right? I mean, it's the it's the, the creative. I mean, so many beautiful gifts in having ADHD. You know, I mean, yeah. the, the superpowers that we have. We focus on the super superpowers rather than our, you know, our our deficits. Which ADHD? I don't even know why it's called ADHD because it's definitely not a deficit. Yeah, <laughs> definitely, definitely more. Well, Zan, if there's one thing that you can leave our listeners with, the one little tip that they could do today, right now, something simple, what would that be? Mm. Offer yourself compassion. Mm. Um, I was talking with some friends about this the other day, like being a human is really complicated and we're yeah. all doing the best we can, including me, including you, and including you, whoever's listening. And, um, that has been the most important part of my journey is just offering myself compassion instead of beating myself up when I make a mistake or do something again that I really wish I hadn't done. Right. Just putting my hand on my heart and thinking of that sweet little girl inside of me. And I <laughs> just talking to my sweet little self and taking a breath in a moment, that pause. Right, right. Yeah, that's beautiful. I love that you, I've been practicing that too, Zan, lately, is the putting my hand, there is something, I mean, the, the, the heart is incredible. It's an incredible, I mean, they say that the heart, the heart hears, the heart gets information before the mind or something like yes. that. The yes. heart is amazing. And when you put your hand on your heart, it's, um, it will, for one thing, it's incredibly grounding but mm. it's um and i've been practicing that a lot a lot lately is the it's okay i'm okay we're all, we're yes. all okay and just giving yourself some grace right yeah that's beautiful that's a beautiful beautiful suggestion yeah. so can you tell us about a time in motherhood when you either overcame something or achieved something that just felt impossible yeah i was, I was thinking about this and um I have to give you an answer that doesn't follow the rules because that it's is okay. Me. <laughs> it's okay. And it's I just a guide. This, yeah, I want to share this. Oh, these bangs. Um, <laughs> the past two years, three years, four years. Oh my gosh, it's been four years. The past four years of my life has been completely insane. Mm -hmm. um, I lost 12 people. Mm, um, oh my goodness. in wow. two years. And this was before COVID, mm -hmm. including, um, a best friend, like childhood, lifelong best friend, um, a cousin who was like a sister, my dad. Um, and we left our faith. We left Christianity and lost most of our community. Mm. We left our home. <laughs> um, just everything in my life changed and, and fell away. It, it felt like a giant death at the time. Yeah. And um, I made it through that. 
And I transformed into like, it, it all created space for my authentic self to come out. It was like that, like mm. catalyzing, um, bringing the fire for the alchemy to happen, you know, and it did not feel like it at that time at all. And um, I share that because I, I wonder sometimes if people think like, oh, well, she can be like happy and talk positive and blah, blah, blah. Right. because she doesn't like have any hard things and it's like no i have really hard things and i still choose joy and wonder and mm. to believe that the universe is magic right. and um see all of that as some weird part of my my journey that's here to help make me who i am and give me this like really great appreciation for life um right. because some of those people died way too young and I want to live full in honor of them. And you can you can grieve and you can laugh. I don't know about you, but often after a really hard cry, there's like a really crazy laugh. Right, <laughs> like a weird, like, yeah, like, ah, yes, yes, I get it, I get and, it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that, that to me is like, we are so resilient and mm -hmm. so capable. Right. Um, of walking through things um if we can learn to just like stay with ourselves right and not exit the building yeah <laughs> exit exit yeah. the body exit the mind yeah zan yeah. thank you for sharing that that's a vulnerable story and and and, and it's true right because we can look at people you know who are doing something like what you're doing, like what I'm doing and think, oh, well, it's easy. Life is easy for you. <laughs> no, like you have, mm -hmm. you know, I had a, um, I have a, my, my mentor, um, I haven't been to a live training in a long time, but, um, but every time we would get together every six months and she would look around the room and people would come from all over the world, right. For these trainings. And, um, and she would say, she would look around the room and she'd say, um, you know, a lot of you have come a long way in soul miles too and i'm like that is it right it, the soul yeah. miles it's not necessarily and, and nobody knows nobody knows what what we can't look at somebody and and know what their story is or what they've been through or what they've overcome so i thank you for sharing that now yeah. i know that our listeners are going to want to find you so how can they find you yes so my website, which I think you'll have and can put in the show notes, but because yeah. it's it's long and it's funny spelling, but it's www.thesaltywild.com and the salty has a P at the front of it. Right. Um, I'm on Instagram at, at the underscore salty underscore wild. Okay. And those are probably the best two places to find me. And if you want to know what I'm up to and special offerings, it's a great idea to sign up for the newsletter because I sometimes forget to post things on Instagram or my website, right. but I definitely I get put it. it in my newsletter. <laughs> Perfect. Okay. That's a great tip because we don't always, you know, we have our we have our strong places where we where we um where people can find us so we forget about the other places sometimes yeah. <laughs> so perfect well zan this has been amazing thank you so much for sharing yourself and your work and being vulnerable and um and thank you for the work that you're doing in the world it's beautiful mm, thank you for the opportunity to share this was really lovely absolutely goodbye for now bye 
Thank you for listening to the Vision Driven Mom with ADHD podcast. To get started on your Vision Driven Mom journey, go to visiondrivenmomwalk.com to download the Vision Walk audio guide. Join the collective of moms with ADHD moving their bodies and their lives forward and leaving overwhelm behind. Anything is possible, even for the mom with ADHD. Goodbye for now.